Welcome. Your presence is greatly appreciated. You're listening to Logical Humanism, What Are You? podcast by Sebastian Live. In this podcast, my message is very clear. It is time for us to realize what we are as opposed to who we are. I discuss the nature of what we are and the thinking and life of who we are not. Yes, you are not this person who you think you are with its name, identity, culture and conditioning. We discuss human life, trauma, love, relationships and above all we discuss how we, you and I can realize our own presence against the movement of life of this person. Please follow the show if you'd like to listen to more episodes and leave a rating and comment if you'd like to. Thank you and enjoy your episode. Human thoughts are simply a representation of the past experience, data and the environment. Every thought is connected to another. And then there is a thought of a person, the thinker the person who you think you are. We know this and we will discuss this in detail through our conversations. We will discuss on how we can observe thought and that the understanding of our true nature, our being, me, you, I, sit outside that of a thinking mind and hence memory. That we are not our thinking brains, but thoughts are here. And they exist. But how do we stop compulsive thoughts? If thinking is what the brain does and it keeps on doing that, what if it keeps on thinking about an event which is perhaps not um, in its favor? How do we stop it? Uh, we are going to discover this together. Let's unpack this and understand what is actually happening. Compulsive thoughts are thoughts which lead to other thoughts. They are like a thinker of the other thoughts, the thoughts which create agitation, frustration, anger or fear. No one has a choice of stopping these thoughts or any thought or any decision for that matter. Thoughts come and go and you can experience the whole movement of them. But no one wants to live in a state of continuous thinking, yet we all do. A brain which is thinking about a good thing for itself is perhaps fine and is in peace with itself. A brain which thinks about a bad thought, for example, for itself, uh, is the problem. When the loop of thoughts start, there is no end to it. The brain is almost always thinking. Perhaps it gets a little break when you sleep, but the thought process continues. All thoughts are just thoughts, a chemical reaction and energy flow. It's just that the brain has been fed information about what thoughts are good and what are bad and what they mean. The brain creates this concept of duality when experiencing a thought. Hence, some thoughts are present and others are not. This idea of preferring one thought over another is also highly subjective. A thought for one person is good and the same thought for another person is bad. So there is 
no good or bad thought. It's just a thought. You think it's good or bad. You will also notice that sometimes we get addicted to thoughts. We, as in our brains. The brains get addicted to it. Even if they are not pleasant. Why is that then? If the brain knows very well what thought is good and what is bad, why does it go into continuous autopilot of bad thoughts, leading to suffering, sadness, desperation and depression? That is what we are discovering today. So let's do it together. It is natural for the brain to think. That is its job. It won't stop doing that. You will die if it stops doing that. Now, thinking includes all thoughts. A thought arises from some activity in the brain without warning. No one has any control over thoughts. They come and they go. The reason a thought arises could be attributed to trillions of events, events which happen inside and outside of the body. The weather, environment, the stomach, the sleep pattern, the neighbor, culture, history, background, all the conditioning. Um, you name it. It is rather very elaborate why a single thought may arise. Uh, we wouldn't go into that today though. Once an unpleasant thought arises, there is instantly another thought which follows that I, the person, Sebastian for example, thought the thought or made a decision. My friends, that decision was purely made by the brain based on its knowledge, not you. The next thought is perhaps you made a decision, reinforcing the fact that you as a person exists. There is another thought about this person who you think you are, you think is the thinker, you, a thought deep-rooted in our culture, a thought of not wanting to think, a thought of always wanting to be okay, a thought of resistance for the other thought. And then the drama of thoughts start. starts. It's not the first thought which is the problem. It's not the first thought which is the problem. It's the thought, the continuous thought and the reminder from our society and family that everything should be okay all the time. It is a reminder humans have built themselves by defining and saving a memory of what is good. Who doesn't want to feel good all the time? Yes, me, you, all of us. But is that possible? No. In a quest to be better, to feel better, to do better and be a better person, we forget who we actually are. We forget to accept what is. Life around us is a constant reminder to just be better. All the time. Let's say on a given day something happened and you get stressed and worried about your work. I'm giving this example as unfortunately most of us are stressed about work nowadays. It has taken over the existence of humans. We have become human doers instead of human beings. It's gone to a point where families and friends meet. All they talk about is work. Observe yourself next time at drinks or dinner, catch up and you will realize what I mean. It is as if we are just pure machines and only by working all the time we will be happy. Your boss said something to you or your client is unhappy. A thought arises that this is not good. 
you feel the agitation. It then leads to a pattern of thinking and suffering, uh, and you continuously feel bad about it. But uh, what just happened? Someone is not content with what you did. That's what happened. Fine. That is part of this physical world. We've discussed perception so many times that by now we understand if someone is unhappy about something, it is probably not the ultimate truth or reality. It's just their perception, which needs to be respected. Sure. If you don't like what someone said, if you don't agree with a blog blogger, for example, if you don't agree with a certain kind of language, if someone doesn't like you physically, this is all perception of the other mind and also yours. But who ends up suffering? It's you. Endless hours of sulking or anger. Why? When something unpleasant happens to our brains, it taps into the memory of such unpleasantness and every hurt and pain associated with it is experienced. So it's not the actual event which is causing the pain in the head. It is an idea of what, a memory of what might happen next perhaps or what it, this could lead to. In this case, it is not the happy, sorry, unhappy boss client, which is the problem. It is an idea of how work and life should be. It is an idea that you need to do better than this, that work and life need to be better, indeed actually close to perfect. It is our training to fight any conflict and make a decision about it, do something about it, be better, do more. All this constant strive towards being a better person, which our brains have developed an idea of, is an illusionary self over the illusion we already are. It is an idea of continuous mental slavery. It is an idea on top of another idea. Sebastian's boss was unhappy. Sebastian becomes sad, thought about it all the time. He may be fired was also a memory in his brain, although he was never fired. His boss may shout at him, although that also never happened. So what shall Sebastian do? Not even think about what just happened? Well, he doesn't have a choice. The thought will come anyway. That's what the brain does. But there will be friction with Seb or Sebastian, and the Sebastian 2.0, which the brain has created, the new version of him, which is always perfect, the version which the society is told to be, your parents have, or someone. The brain tells itself. Um, by defining things, um, by defining all the good in the world, you, you automatically... Um, make that your ambition. So whatever happening, whatever is happening now becomes irrelevant to your brain because you're continuously inspiring to become this another person which in reality or it doesn't exist, uh, but it exists um, in language, in uh, culture, in history, in background. It exists. It's all the good in the world. But But that's impossible to achieve that person. Let's summarize this. An adverse event leads to an instant sinking of the heart. Like a lion attacks you or something. 
a real adverse event. This happens at the very moment the event happens. This is where everything needs to be observed and be aware of. But what ends up happening is the engagement of a combination of neural pathways in your brain. One thought process is about how to fix the issue. The second is the worry about it. And then there is a curse in yourself for not being better. It's a big mental drama, which is continuously going on in our brains. Why do we end up feeling bad, almost angry at ourselves? It's because our brain has a memory of how this 2.0 Sebastian should be. This good Sebastian, which we have defined, I have defined, the society has defined, language has defined, by defining things, by language. Good. It's another illusion we carry with us all the time. The expectations of family, society, friends, culture, create this person. Who our brains compares us all the time. Compares us with all the time. It's as if... How will you be ever happy if there is another idea of this person who is always better than you when you want to be like him or her? Or them. By defining what is good based on our memory and conditioning, we amalgamate all the good in this personality. Totally imaginary in our brains, and we still uh, like this is friction with, with, with this person who we think we are, and then it's another person who this thinker wants to be. The biggest trait of this person, they are invincible. They don't get affected by anything. They're very strong. They fight every urge, every thought. Even if it's to do with wanting more. Isn't that what we've been trained all our lives? Be happy with what God has given you. Don't be jealous of others. Don't be jealous of others who think uh, they are better looking than you. Don't crave sex. Don't chase money. Resist, 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 resist every thought which may uh, make you feel inferior, sad. Stop them. Um, without realizing that thoughts we can't stop. But trying to stop a thought is brain creating friction. By creating this resistance and friction, which is based on pure conditioning and memory of the brain, of this SEP 2.0 and the good in the world, our lives are in constant state of struggle with themselves. We are trying to compare ourselves with a better person who doesn't exist. We are trying to snub all desires, which are also thoughts. So we can become this person, the invincible one. We are trained that life has to be perfect. And if it isn't, you're doing something very wrong. So there is continuously something in a way, very wrong with all of our lives because we are trying to make it better. Only logic, logical thinking. If you want to better something, that means your current state is not what you want. So means we are never in acceptance of our current state and we want it to be better. Life is full of thoughts, desires, ideas and other experiences. It's full of pain and pleasure, war and peace, love and heartbreak. You can't fight life. You can live with it, accept it, and let it reveal its 
beauty to you. So now we understand that the only way to see beauty in anything is to accept it. Accept what you are. Accept what it is. In other people or in the environment or wherever you are, don't judge it, accept it. Accept the responsibility for it. Know that this has happened and it is in the past if we are talking about an event. Be aware of all thoughts and desires and everything you have been conditioned to suppress. If a thought of desire comes up or if you want something, don't need to suppress it, just observe it. If you want a Ferrari, observe the thought come up. You will understand a lot more about life, uh, about yourself, uh, once you stop suppressing your thoughts. Don't fight these. These are universal uh, cosmic happenings, result of uh, many things. Uh, just observe it. Don't define it. Don't make it into a, <laughs> a, a, a cosmic kind of event into a very limited human defined experience. Just observe it. When you observe, you accept thoughts and then you remove friction. By observing all phenomena of thought, fear and envy, you make it easier on the brain itself. Once you remove resistance, you have a better chance of making it to whatever you want to do. Um, start a business, find love, help others, change the world, whatever you want to do. Uh, removing friction and resistance by acceptance will uh, enable you to do that. When they say free yourself, this is what they mean. Free yourself from yourself. This personality you are carrying doesn't exist. Both of them don't exist. Uh, one lives in memory and one lives its in, in its memory. Uh, once you're at a point where you can accept whatever your brain thinks, good, bad, evil, whatever, one must now ask who is accepting it. Is it the brain itself that is accepting its own thoughts? Surely only the brain thinks and no one else. We don't think, we observe the thinking. The brain does everything which we understand and know of this world, this world of form, everything. And it does it automatically based on previous experience, data, conditioning. And all its decisions are made automatically because of its own limited knowledge in that moment. All decisions, however, are coherent with all the knowledge it has. So it is coherent with nature. The next thought the brain thinks after the decision has been made is that I, the person, Sebastian, made the decision, but you didn't. It just happened. Accept it. That is very correct. The brain has to accept its own thoughts, all thoughts, and let them go. They rise and they go. We know that. However, the brain is not in our control. It is a machine with autonomy to do anything to do in this world. Total autonomy based on the data it has. It thinks a thought based on memory. The fact that all thoughts have roots in memory and experience means we must agree that the brain itself has to create a thought number two, which is not to fight with itself. If a bad thought comes, 
how and why will the brain let it go and not overthink? If the brain is an automatic machine, who can stop it and what can stop it? Memory. Memory can stop it. We agree that it needs a memory of that stopping and how it feels when it's resting. So it can rest. Right now, it doesn't know anything else apart from these pathways which are demanding energy uh, and engaging in the same thought process. When you eat, drink, perhaps you know, take oxygen, breathe, all the energy flows naturally into one direction because those are the cells which have been engaged through conditioning, through practice, through seeing something again and again and again. So that's why the thought process continues. There is no interruption. There is no development of new pathways because there is no demand of energy um, from the um, other path, other cells, which can hence create other thoughts. Um, it needs to know, we need to create an environment where the brain remembers peace. So when the time comes for it to make a decision, it can decide between compulsive thinking or not. Right now, it doesn't have a choice because those pathways are not engaged. Energy just flows in one direction. Automatically, without anyone's control, because no one has control over their brains, it, it needs to see that peace and experience firsthand. So it remembers it, the brain. We show it. We show our brains via meditation. We plant a memory in the brain of a state where the brain is in rest. A new memory, a new pathway, and new, hence new demand for energy to flow in a new pattern, hence creating new thought, perhaps a more balanced thought. Meditation isn't a thing you do, it's, uh, it's part of life. You can even meditate sitting at an airport um, or while ordering a coffee. Observation of your brain and its movement is meditation. Understanding how the brain and the body are on autopilot and, and being aware of it is meditation. Awakening or realization of what we are simply means understanding the workings of your brain and body by not being in them get it so to understand your brain and body and to perhaps you know potentially change the life of this person into something exciting and better uh, you have to understand it because you are in it and you are using it so you have to come out of the brain and observe it um, so when you are in that state in that journey of awakening or you have realized what your true nature is, then you you are continuously out of your head, and 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 you you know you you kind of watch it from a from from a vantage point. Every moment, every thought, every action, every movement, you're aware. You're aware. Um, one has to get out of something to truly ob observe it. Um, indeed, so. This is why a meditation, um, a meditative practice in, in daily life, but also in, 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 you know, your sessions where you're closing your senses and, and looking inwards um, is, um, is, is, we are lucky that we, we have that thing uh, 
we are that something who understands all of this, um, knows the workings of the brain. Uh, we have dissected the brain here together and investigating, investigated its flows. Surely by now you'd agree that our true nature, uh, what we really are, uh, is still to be di discovered. Um, but it is not certainly in the computational power um, uh, of, of the brain. By using the superpower of, of meditation and observing our brain and, and sensations and thoughts, and um, we can plant uh, a memory in the brain itself, a seed, uh, which the brain can hinge on uh, when making its decisions. Um, meditation is the only thing we humans can practice uh, for the brain to know um, that there is an option apart from pain and suffering.